Hey, Seattle hockey fans, happy Monday and happy Halloween. We're going to talk about Seattle Kraken's win over the Penguins, who are having quite a scary road trip or did have a scary road trip. We're going to take them on in just a week's time. So we're going to get ready for that opponent, Shane Wright. What's happening with Shane Wright? Let's head to NHL, Locked on NHL Prospects, making their debut today to find out. And I'll also let you know how you can watch the next two road games along with Locked on Kraken. That and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. We're coming to you a little bit later. I wanted to make sure the Seattle Kraken had practice today, and they did. So we're going to talk about that in the second segment. So the Seattle Kraken did have practice, and we're actually going to start there because we learned a few things after practice, Dave Haxtell is the only member of the media that, uh, or the only member of the team, excuse me, that spoke to the media. But he did talk about Philip Grubauer and essentially the rest of the goaltending core. We are going to be with Jones and Joey Decord, Martin Jones, new father. We'll talk about that. And Joey Decord for the foreseeable future. Dave Haxtell said that Philip Grubauer day to day. So just for those keeping track back at home, that means that our two netminders from last season, both injured. So Martin Jones and Joey Decord up from the AHL in an emergency capacity. They are our netminders. Now Jones has been putting in a lot of time. But I do wonder how much we will see Martin Jones or uh, Jordan Eberly, for that matter. First and foremost, congratulations to them and their families. Both welcomed children just before the puck dropped on this game against the Pittsburgh Penguins where we got the 3-1 win. So congratulations to them. That being said, I know it's still not really a thing in men's sports, I would like it to be more of a thing, but I would imagine that at some point in time, it's completely understandable if Eberly and or Martin Jones want to take paternity leave. So we'll see how that shakes out. But Martin Jones, I believe, is going to be our netminder until the wheels fall off. I don't see Joey Decord necessarily getting time in this stretch of games. And we'll look at the schedule and talk about that because tomorrow it's the Calgary Flames. And then on Thursday, it's the Minnesota Wild. It would be nice to get Martin Jones some rest. That being said, this Seattle Kraken team still needs to win games and win they did against Pittsburgh. Now, if you remember Friday's show, I was very upset with Vancouver. I didn't like how they played. I was listening to uh, 
some of the Canadian guys over on sports uh, net, and they were essentially saying that Vancouver played desperate, which is what we talked about on Friday. We knew they were desperate for a win. We had Justin Pooney, the uh, host of locked on Vancouver Canucks on with us before that game. They were an absolute desperate team and they played desperate. There was also a comment in Canadian media that maybe their manhood was challenged. Okay, sure. Uh, if that's what it requires for you to do your job, go for it, I guess. I don't know. Um, I can't relate to that. I guess they were told to step up. And step up they did because not only did they beat the Seattle Kraken, but they beat the Penguins. Don't like the, the first part. Totally okay with the second part. 5-1. Vancouver stomped on the Penguins. Then they come in battered and bruised into Climate Pledge Arena, and we give them the business. Now, it was a 3-1 score, but it really could have been 5-1. We had two goals disallowed, including including Ryan Donato, Donnie boy getting on the board. You know, I was pissed about that. I was pissed. I was so pissed about that, but c'est la vie. What can we do? Um, so that goal got disallowed. Let's take you over to NHL.com so you can see the stats and facts for this one. October 29th, I was dressed as Uma from Descendants. Had a nice little spin on it if you follow at Locked on Kraken. Posted some photos there. Face-off wins in favor of the Seattle Kraken. 52% to a 48% clip for the Penguins. Shots pretty much even. 33 shots up for the Penguins, 30 overall for the Seattle Kraken. Hits were dead even at 25 apiece. Uh, blocks 16-14 in favor of the Pens. But the Pittsburgh Penguins got on the board first. Then it's Jordan Eberle, dad power, uh, was really kind of the theme. I saw a lot of people focusing on Jordan Eberle. Matty Veneers. Oh, I adore Maddie Beneers. And like I've said before, in the most platonic of ways, I feel so blessed that I get to see Maddie Beneers in action. I see a lot of potential in him. I've, I got to see him live play in Beijing on the Olympic team. I got to see him live at the Frozen Four with Michigan. And I have yet to see him live yet for the Seattle Kraken, but that's coming. Um, I think he's a delight, but this play got started with Schwartzy on the four check. Love to see it. And then bang, bang, Maddie Beneers. Now here's a fun little tip. I'm going to take you to Jordan Eberle talking post game, not only about this goal, but also perhaps uh, Beneers and Schwartzy are not only in the race to keep the points up on the board and get the Seattle Kraken a win, but also might be fighting to be Godfather. Let's hear what Eberly had to say post-game. It's a lot of emotions in the last 24 hours. I, I'm just managing all everything that's gone on. Yeah, honestly, more, more so than anything, just the relief. I mean, we had been waiting for a while. I think my wife was 10 days overdue. So um, just more so just like, am I going to be here? Where are we going to be? That kind of thing. So... More of the relief that I was here that happened. Obviously, that she and the baby are healthy, and then kind of just switched gears into playing hockey. So um, it's uh, it's always nice to, to be here for that. Earlier today, Beniers asked who the Godfather was, and he looked just as excited as you did after that goal as he uh, as you brought that topic yeah. back up. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I've been joking with Schwartz that he's the godfather, but after that pass, I might have to switch it to Bernie. So, uh, yeah, great play by obviously first off Schwartz getting on the forecheck, and then uh, Bernie just defeated over. So, after having, I think for our team, after having a couple goals disallowed, I think the resilience to just continue to go at it and find a way to win that was big. So that line is buzzing. And speaking of lines. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the show, but I, I want to talk about the lines for this game. Uh, we had Benier centering Schwartz on the left, Eberly on the right. Schwartz, he had two points in this game. We'll get to that a little bit later. Then he had Burakovsky um, and Bjorkstrand centered by Wenberg, Yanni Gord centering McCann and Tanev, and that left Geeky centering Donato and Daniel Sprong. And I wanted to talk about the roster and the lines. Uh, we'll get into the defensive pairings. I am going to talk more about the the. Um, the forward lines, because I think that goes into what we're going to talk about next on Locked on Kraken. Hockey night in Canada, uh, you know, just throwing some gasoline onto the fire here in Seattle regarding Shane Wright. The big question, is Shane Wright being utilized correctly? I know that the fan base is not happy with Dave Haxtell. I have certainly raised more eyebrows and have more questions. I'm not totally ready to say fire Haxtell yet. Uh, and I don't think that firing him because of the Beneer situation is the, or excuse me, not Beneers. No, 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 no. Because of the Shane Wright situation. I'm not in that camp. I get it. I understand it. We're going to talk about it coming up. Unlocked on Kraken, but right now, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for betting, and football and basketball is underway along with the National Hockey League. You can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis for every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores in every sport. Anything that you need, at least on the men's side. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events is with Bet Online. So head to the website today. That's betonline.net. You can use your mobile device, your laptop, your tablet, whatever you got. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thanks as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making Locked on Kraken, if not your first listen of the day, certainly a listen of the day. And I want to make sure you also know about Game to Game. That should be your second listen of the day. The Locked on NHL channel and all of our channels are having what we're calling Game to Game, which is every moment Every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, of course, and wherever else you get 
your podcasts. All right, folks. Uh, game to game is a great listen, but also locked on NHL prospects. Hottie officially debuted today. Congratulate him. Celebrate him. Stick taps. Make sure you're subscribing and following. We had Hottie on the show, of course, to talk about Shane Wright, uh, to talk about Uri Slavkovsky, Slavkovsky a little bit, excuse me, and of course, to talk about Maddie Beneers. But in his first ever episode, he is, of course, talking about the big topic regarding prospects, and that is, for a lot of people, Uri Slavkovsky versus Shane Wright. Now, Uri was out of the lineup for a little bit. He had an injury just around the time that Hottie and I recorded our squad cast. And check the show notes if you haven't listened to that. That's divided into two parts. Um, first part, we really talk about Shane Wright a lot. The second part is a little bit more focused on Maddie Beneers and the individualized uh, development plan. Hottie is very into that, and he talks about that on today's show, on Monday's show, his first ever show of Locked on NHL Prospects. But let me take you over to Hottie because there's a piece here, there's a slither of information that I would like to add as we take some of these comments from Hockey Night in Canada and we then look at Alison Lucan's article from which Ron Francis was quoted on Hockey Night in Canada. I think there is something that Hottie said on his show Monday's episode of Locked on NHL Prospects that is worth noting. But meanwhile, Wright has been scratched for the third game in a row on Saturday. He averaged He's averaged six minutes and 51 seconds on the season uh, when he does get in the lineup and has one secondary assist in that time. What gives? Well, Dave Haxtell, I've watched a couple interviews. Dave Haxtell seems to be very much intent on um, developing consistent progress with Shane Wright. That's what he keeps mentioning in uh, interviews when asked about Wright and his lack of playing time. Now, he doesn't really mention the specific things that he wants Wright to improve. There aren't specific areas. Now, what that leads me to believe is that they're expecting more from him out of out of practices, and they're expecting him to elevate his entire game. Now, that's something that usually happens with prospects. Uh, they often lack the high-end uh, pace of play, the high-end pace pushing that you want at an NHL level. Their skill level's good, their processing's good, their understanding, their hockey sense, their vision might be good, but... Um, what's really missing in their case is just taking that entire package and elevating it to the NHL pace of play. Now, I'm guessing that's what they want from Wright, but there's no way to know because we aren't mentioning specifics on Dave Haxtell's side. Now, I talked about this with Erica L. Ayala, the wonderful host of our Locked on Kraken podcast. Uh, Wright won't necessarily be harmed too much by being scratched because um, the thing that Wright needs reps for the thing that Wright needs 18, 20, 22, 23 minutes a night for is confidence, consistency in all three zones, uh, high-end positioning, understanding of systems. All that stuff's already on an, an elite level with, with Shane Wright. It's not something that he's lacking. It's something that's very developed in his game. So in terms of his actual development on the ice, his improvement as a hockey player, I don't think he's going to be too harmed by the lack of ice time so far. I think what what the uh, Kraken are trying to do is find him good competition for his nine games, so he can he can sort of be eased into the lineup. And then after nine games, if they're playing him against weaker teams, uh, playing him in, in favorable matchups, and he's still not panning out, then they'll probably send him down to the OHL. Um, again, his game's already mature, his hockey sense already high end, and those are the things that reps sort of uh, favor or improve with time. So I'm not too worried in Wright's case. 
for me, a player like Uri Slavkovsky would be much better off playing at a lower level, playing 18, 19, 20 minutes. So there you heard from Hadi again. Listen to Game to Game on Locked on NHL and then go listen to Locked on NHL Prospects, especially if you want to learn more about Uri Slavkovsky and why the next draft is going to be the year of the W. Go check out Hadi's work. And of course, you can look at the show notes to listen to my conversation with Hadi on Locked on Kraken. Where are the wires crossed? Because according to Hockey Night in Canada, and again, I'm going to take you to Emerald City Hockey, but that's not what we're hearing. Says to Shane Wright of the Seattle Kraken. And, you know, this is a story where everybody involved seems to be frustrated. Shane Wright and the uh, Seattle Kraken are playing against the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, and Shane Wright is not playing. He scratched for the third time in a row. Uh, he's played five games. He averages six minutes and 51 seconds of ice time. General manager of the Kraken, Ron Francis, saying on their website, telling Allison Lucan that six to seven minutes a night is, quote, not ideal. They want to get that up around the 10 or 12-minute mark. Kingston, Frontenax of the OHL, that's where he would be sent down if he goes. I don't think Ron Francis wants to do that. He wants to keep him for the season. As I mentioned, everybody is frustrated. So you hear that Hockey Night in Canada quotes Allison Lucan. And I don't see from that article where the frustration is coming from. I see it on, you know, the greater Kraken nation. I see the frustration there. But fam, let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it 100, right? Shane Wright is a centerman. I showed you the roster. That's why I wanted to show you the roster. The centermen that we have in the lineup, Wenberg at the top line, Beneers, Gord, and Geeky. Um, and Dave Haxtell said today during practice that probably going to see the same lines roll out. Here's what he had to say about Shane Wright in particular. Um, well, there's a plan in place. Uh, certainly something that we discuss each day. Um, and something that we execute each day. Shane is, he's making progress. Um, you know, so he's been out of the lineup now for uh, the last, uh, you know, the last eight or nine days. Um, but he's working at things and, you know, he's, he's doing things that we need him and want him to do um, outside of game action. So, you know, he's going to get back in a game uh, sooner than later. You know, whether that's tomorrow, we're coming off a good win. So... Typically, we'll, you know, there's there's a good chance we'll we'll stay with a similar lineup to what we had uh, in the Pittsburgh game. But uh, you know, Shane's going to come back in the lineup and have an opportunity to uh, to get back into game action. So he's sticking with it. He knows that Shane Wright needs to get in the lineup. He says he'll get in there sooner than later. He kind of alluded to um, not maybe not directly what Hottie was saying about uh, competition. But again, we play Calgary tomorrow. Don't think he's getting in that game. Play the Minnesota Wild. Then we have the Penguins all over again. But I want to just go through the standings here. Um, if we look, uh, Calgary is 11th overall. And in our Pacific Division, the Calgary Flames are the third team overall, just ahead of us. Then you have the Minnesota Wild. They are fifth overall in the Western or in the central division, excuse me, and and are behind us in the standings. We currently sit at 19, so they sit at 24. So maybe maybe he gets in on Thursday. If he says sooner rather than later, maybe they give him a chance 
on Thursday against the Minnesota Wild. They're a team at 500. We just made it back to 500. We've got pockets of teams here sitting at 500. So a teeter here and there, a loss here, overtime loss there, that can impact the standings. I I think it's it's going to be against Minnesota. I don't think we'll see Shane Wright for tomorrow. Essentially, that's what Dave Haxtell said. But again, Shane Wright plays center, fam. He plays center. Here's the lineups again. For those watching on YouTube, you can see it on the screen. For those listening, Alex Wenberg centering the, the first line. Matty Beneers centering the second line. Yanni Gord centering the third line. And Morgan Geeky, who I have to put more respect on his name. Morgan Geeky got another goal against the Penguins. Who, who are you taking out? to give Shane Wright minutes. Who are you taking out of the Seattle Kraken lineup to give Shane Wright minutes? We're going to talk about that coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Thanks as always for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. Now, as I was saying, who are you taking out of the game to give Shane Wright minutes? You've got Yanni Gord is leading the team in faceoff percentage. 44.7% clip. Now, he only has two points, two assists, no goals so far. Beneers, four goals, four assists, uh, is third overall at the centerman position in face-off win percentage. He is also almost neck and neck with Wenberg with time on ice, both at a, a just over 138 minutes. Yanni Gord at 127 minutes. Geeky at 56 minutes. Who, who are you taking out? Morgan Geeky has earned his spot. So then you have to play Shane Wright out of position. How is that developing him? Who's coming out of the, who's coming out of the lineup, fam, for Shane Wright? Unless it's a maintenance day, a rest day, I don't, I don't want any of these centermen coming out. Wenberg with Bjorkstrand and Burakovsky, that's our top line. Wenberg is due. No. Beneers, absolutely the heck not. Yanni Gord, if you want to dangle a carrot, maybe you give him time. You know, we know he took a personal day. And then there's Geeky. Right now, and you know how I feel about Geeky, especially compared to Ryan Donato. I don't like how they did my boy Donato, but you got to call a spade a spade. And Geeky's playing his—he's playing his heart out right now. So where, where pray tell, are we supposed to get minutes for Shane Wright? Riddle me that. And so I want to take you now to Allison Lucan's article, which I think was misrepresented in a big way by Hockey Night in Canada and Jeff Merrick. Here's what Allison Lucan wrote. I love it. It's called The Right Way. And here's what she had to say, talking to Shane, talking to his mother, Tanya, and talking to his father, Simon, as well as talking to Dave Haxtell and Ron Francis. The thing that I like that Hottie mentioned and that is reinforced, just like I've been saying, Shane Wright is 18 years old. Here's what Ron Francis told Allison Lucan, quote, everybody saw where Wright was ranked the last three years. You saw what happened at the 
at the draft, and everybody is probably of the mindset he's going to come in and light the league on fire, and it's going to be easy for him. But the NHL is a good league. It's tough to do that. I would say enjoy the process with him. He's a terrific kid, and he's going to be a great player for us for a long time. It's just a matter of making sure we manage that the right way. And so we also see in this article, as it was picked up by Hockey Night in Canada, that um, Ron Francis does say that his ice time right now is not ideal. He said that. Um, that said, Shane's parents are not too worried about it. Uh, they think the adjustments off of the ice. Um, his mother, Tanya, describes him and his sister, Maddie, as very, very independent, um, but says the kid's still learning how to do his laundry, how to physically do his laundry, but then also where to do his laundry, where to spend his time away from the rink. These are all big adjustments that he's doing off of the ice. And another thing that Shane's father said um, is that he sees the big difference between where his son was playing last time and where he's playing now. Shane's father, Simon, says, everybody tell you, you know what? The NHL is a different level and you have to earn it. And now I get it, Simon Wright said. Now that I've watched some NHL games in person, the gap and the caliber of hockey between the NHL and CHL is a lot more significant. It's so much more significant than I ever thought. Just the caliber of hockey. And I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, my 18-year-old son is playing with these guys. That's what his dad is saying. His mom is saying he's still getting acclimated to learning how to do his laundry and figuring out how to get around Seattle without his own car. And his dad's like, holy crap, these guys, you know, I'm obviously being a little bit dramatic, but like these guys, these men are playing with my 18-year-old son. This is what Ron Francis had to say. Apparently, it comes down to the player himself, the organization that he's in and what you're trying to do, Francis said. Do we help that develop more by keeping him here and working with him? And by January, do we have a better player than we had in October? I hope so. And by April, that we have a better player than we had in January. I hope so again. But right now, the player that you see at 18 years old is not the player that you're going to see at 23 years old, says Ron Francis. Um, and this is what what Shane's father says in closing the article from Allison Lucan. I have trust in the entire organization, Simon said, whether that's their, whether that's ownership through to Ron Francis, to the coaching staff, and then through all the support staff. We've had countless interactions with different individuals throughout the organization at different levels, and it's all been unbelievable. Just even having simple conversations with Shane and what his thoughts are. We have nothing but faith, trust, and belief in the Kraken organization. That's what Allison Lucan is reporting. So in short, fam, I'm going to stick with what I've been saying. Let's just stay the course. Let's hold fast. Let's stay true. Would I like to personally have a more detailed description of the development plan? All of the D's. I like alliteration. I like defense. You know, I was going to, you know, I was going to do that, right? I like the defense. You know, I would like more. Yes. It seems as though the Wright family and the Seattle Kraken organization are on the same page. I don't know where this is coming from, from Hockey Night in Canada. I honestly don't. 
So unless somebody's lying somewhere or someone's reading into tea leaves that aren't there. I don't, I didn't mean to rhyme, but you know, when it comes, you gotta go with it. I don't know what's going on. I know for my money, who, who are we taking out of the lineup to put Shane Wright in when we have to win games? And yeah, we got a good win against Pittsburgh. We'll see them again on Saturday. But this is not a consistent team. We're not a consistent team yet. And so I know you might not like it for your narratives. You know, your Ice already got two goals. But this is about the long game. You heard what Hadi said. Your eye might go down. He needs more time to develop. If you listen to what he said on Locked on Kraken, and if you listen to what he said on his first ever episode of Locked on NHL Prospects, my man is a puck watcher. He's a puck watcher. He has great potential. And I was high on your eye. I really was. And I still am. But when it comes to the finite details, According to our in-house expert, Shane Wright is a more, has a more cognitive approach and he just needs time to adjust to the system. But as I've said before, the Seattle Kraken are adjusting to their system. How are you going to put a young buck in where everything else is there? He just needs to get the system down. You're going to put him on the ice with a team that until, and, and we still don't know, right? It was a good game against the Penguins. Until I see that two, three, four, five games consistently, another thing that Dave Haxtell said is that they think in five-game spurts, if I can see five games, where they show consistency across the board in the, the impact areas, then let's give Shane his time, regardless of the opponent. Give him his time, because I do agree with Hadi. I do agree that it doesn't, or I do agree with Jeff, that it doesn't sound like the Seattle Kraken want to send Shane back down, which is why Shane Wright has been a healthy scratch. I think it's going to get exhausting to keep having this conversation on him being a healthy scratch. But again, who is he replacing? Unless the plan is to start having him play wing. I don't see Shane Wright getting too much time at the center position for this team in the National Hockey League. And for my money, I say send him down. Let him play. Let him tap out at the nine and then send him down. Fresh start, see what he's learned, come back next year. That's our show, folks. We're going to do a squad cast tomorrow with Locked on Flames, and we also are going to have a watch party on playback. And we should have Jess Belmasto. She's a host of Locked on Calgary Flames and one of your hosts of Locked on NHL. Going to be joining us on playback. This is a platform where we can watch the game live. It's a road game. We're going to watch the game live. If you're, you know, not on Pacific time like me, it'll be a great way for us to help each other stay awake. I can't say it's always successful. I usually take a second, second period nap. Um, 
but it's going to be fun. Jess Bomasto should be joining us, but also she will definitely join us for tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken. You know how we do. Hold fast. Stay true, including to Shane Wright's development plan. I'll catch you tomorrow. Be kind to yourself and to each other. I'll catch you tomorrow on Locked on Kraken.